From the campus of Stanford University and on location, this is the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast featuring in-depth one-on-one interviews with purpose-driven entrepreneurs and high-performance game changers committed to extraordinary ideas, preeminence, and multi-generational success. Our radio show and podcast illuminates the struggles, breakthroughs, and exceptional outcomes these game changers bring to industries, organizations, and lives. Hosted by Tom Dioro, principal of Podfather Media. Thank you, Tatum. For our guest today, uh, let's welcome Stephanie Burns, the founder of Chic CEO. Her and her team have developed and worked with over 100,000 women from all over the world to get the resources they need in order to start their businesses. They're committed to uh, female entrepreneurship and relentless in finding you the information you need in order to set up you and you're on your entrepreneurial path. <laughs> I love this. And she can tell you bad jokes. I love that, Stephanie. For more information, <laughs> feel free to visit chic-ceo.com. Again, chic-ceo.com. Hello, Stephanie. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Show. Thank you so much. I'm really, really honored and uh, super excited you're here. Well, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much for asking me. I I'm just so impressed that you could say Sheik's CEO off the first uh, first bat there. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Stephanie, we talked a little bit before we started the show is we like to start with uh, you know, an axiom or a prayer or a quote that, that matters and means much to you. Can you share what uh, means much to you? Yeah. So my favorite quote, especially in entrepreneurship, is one by Diane Sawyer. And she says, whatever you want in life others will want it too. Believe in yourself enough to accept the fact that you have an equal right to it. Believe in yourself enough to accept the fact that you have an equal right to the things that you want in life. And that really, I come back to that quote time and time and time again, because imposter syndrome, especially in entrepreneurship, is so real. You know, there's, it's just, a, I'm sure we'll talk about this as we progress through the show, but being an entrepreneur, there's no one way, there's no one road, there's no one path. So we can tend to feel like we don't know what we're doing or we're, we're playing office, right? So that quote to me just says, you know, it's, it's okay if we all want to get to the same place. We all deserve, we all deserve it. And so I come back to that a lot. That self-esteem, what's your thought on self-esteem and entrepreneurship? Kind of segueing from the imposter syndrome. It's hard. It's hard. You know, I think one of the reasons why I've been been somewhat successful is just sheer tenacity, you know, and I'm not sure how that really plays into self-esteem, but, um, you know, just that sheer tenacity and believing in yourself, even when things are hard, or even if you've had a failure, you know, just getting up and trying again is, is part of it. You know, it's just part of it. So yeah, I think, I think self, self-esteem is, is, is a tough one because entrepreneurs get knocked down a lot, but um, you know, we just, we, we just have to be tenacious. We have to just keep going. Yeah. And so I'll segue into this too, is, um, What's your uh, idea of grit and how important is it as an entrepreneur? Oh, it's so important. It's absolutely important. You got to remember when you're an entrepreneur, you're pulling a dollar out of thin air. You know, you're not showing up to work where somebody says, 
Here's the standard operating procedures. Here's how to do your job. You know, you show up, you make the rules, you make the path, you make your work and you make the money. And so if you don't have grit, if you can't stick that out to figure out what works, you know, it's it's not going to work. So I think that that is a very important thing for any entrepreneur is, is you have to be able to stick it out when when somebody's not telling you what to do and you've got to you've got to figure it out. And you know, there's a lot of people out there that can show you the path or what worked for them, but ultimately you still have to figure it out yourself. What made you start Chic CEO? I mean, I know your story, but for your audience today and those who don't know who uh, who you are yet, love to hear. You know what made that happen? Sure. So back in 2009, 2008, 2009, when we were in a recession, I was in the middle of getting my MBA and all of my friends were getting laid off from their jobs, very similar to 2020. And a lot of my friends kept coming up, up to me and asking me how to get a business started. And I kept telling them, I, I don't I don't know. Why, why are you asking me this? And they said, well, you're getting your MBA. Aren't you learning how to start a business? And I said, no, I'm not learning how to start a business. I'm learning how to run a business. You know, that's what your MBA is, you know, accounting and strategic marketing and, you know, global management and all of that stuff. I wasn't learning what, you know, what piece of paperwork to, to go fill out down at the courthouse or what legal entity I should be or how to save for my taxes or anything like that. And so this question kept coming up so often that I finally thought, well, I got to create a resource for my friends. And I brought all of my friends who had been asking me this over to my house for, you know, copious amounts of wine. And there were about 15 friends in my, my living room. And these were amazing, smart, talented, beautiful friends who, you know, if they couldn't figure this out. There had to be a lot of other women out there that couldn't figure it out. There had to be a checklist. There had to be something. People start businesses every day. Why is this so hard to find? And so it was that moment where I thought, I have to create something for these women. And that's what I did. And within, you know, it took me about a year to create right research and put Chic CEO up and out into the world. And then uh, a few months later, I brought on a business partner. And a few months after that, we were named one of the top 10 entrepreneurial websites for women by Forbes. And it really kind of catapulted things for us. So yeah, it, it was a fun journey. I actually started Chic CEO because I was a contestant on the Wheel of Fortune. So I was able to win some money and wow. use that. Mm -hmm. So it was a fun journey, but it's it's kind of interesting how what was happening 11 years ago is now happening right now. And I have even more women coming to me saying, how, how do I get a business started? How do I do this? Because I lost my job or now I have to be home with my kids, you know, while they're virtually schooling. So entrepreneurship, again, is is, you know, the thing that I think is going to pull us all out of it. That's why I started it. Yeah, if you look back... Maybe, um, I don't know the exact dates, but uh, it seemed like it, it left definitely at least 100 years ago, maybe a little over 100 years ago, most people provided a service or a product or did something on their own, and it wasn't so corporate as it is now. So they, there was more of a natural inclination specifically for immigrants to come over and be start something because they're not the, the language difference, just the cultural to go and work for a corporation was like, well, well how, how do we do that? What, what's your thought on that? Like it's, it's in somewhat, at least my opinion, a return to what it is that you have and you becoming your own source of income and revenue. Well, what's interesting about what you just said is kind of how I view it 
for women. And which is another reason why I started Chic CEO and why there is a skew towards women. Corporate America wasn't built for them either. And if you look at how, you know, the nine to five and, and all of the things, it doesn't fit into a woman's life, especially when a woman wants to have a family. You know, we can do all the things that we want to equally, but at the end of the day, men can't carry and deliver a child. So, you know, for women, we have a special challenge in that and if we want to work. And so I've, I tru- truly believe that we've evolved a lot in terms of corporate America to fit into women's lives a little better. But I believe it's women creating their own businesses that can start to create the cultures that will allow us to have, I hate the term work-life balance, but have a way to create income that fits better with our families and our, and our lives. So again, entrepreneurship to me is what, how we can create a new culture for ourselves and our families. I'm going to go back to this. One of the best phrase or quotes I've ever heard is you're pulling a, a dollar out of thin air. Can you share with your audience today, you know, what that is to you and your experiences with that? Yeah. You know, I was laid off in 2009 and I remember sitting there thinking to myself, I had a job about 10 minutes ago. You know, like I had a job and now I don't have a job. And how in the world did I allow this other person to have that much power over my life? And I had a great boss. I worked in an amazing place, but it was a recession. Everyone was getting laid off. And I mean, it was a very, it was like somebody hit me across the face with a book. You know, that right there was the thought of job security. That was not secure at all. And so from that point forward, I have been an entrepreneur because I I can't relinquish that to someone else again. But, you know, but it's hard. It is hard to pull a dollar out of thin air. It is hard to go and make a dollar versus show up somewhere and have somebody, you know, tell you what to do and they'll pay you this wage for it. So it, it's thrilling to be able to make your own money. It's stressful, but ultimately, you know, it comes down to, I guess, your priorities and, and what you want out of life. But yeah, just that. And, and you know what? I, know, I didn't say that. My dad actually said that to me. And when, it, when I was having a really hard time, I remember being in the car, I think probably crying to him. My first year of business, it was so hard. And he was like, you know, honey, you're pulling a dollar out of thin air. It's not easy. And boy, that, w- that really opened my eyes. It's true. So, you know. This is terrific. It that is. is. It's great. Yeah. You're listening to the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. We're talking today with Stephanie Burns, the founder of Chic CEO. For more information, feel free to visit website of chic-ceo.com. Again, chic-ceo.com. Stephanie, what uh, is there anything, if you can look back as far as you can recall, that is relevant to your success and your continued success now that even if you can go back as far as childhood where you may have you know, set up a, a lemonade stand or you know, traded cards or whatever you know, kids can do to actually generate that a dollar out of thin air that uh, 
looking back is like, yeah, I, I think I had it, you know, when I was young. Yeah. You know, I think watching my, my dad, my dad's been in corporate America all his life, but he invented a couple little products. And I remember sitting in the living room packaging up, he made a, a little attachment to your golf club that retrieved golf balls. And I remember packaging those up, you know, so he could go to trade shows. And I remember my little brother and I, we found rock salt that you make for ice cream, you know, a long time ago. And we tried to sell it like they were diamonds. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we would do a lot of stuff. And and my dad was in sales too. So he had a lot to say about business and making money and things like that. So I think that I've always had the entrepreneurial bug. I don't think that I'm a very good employee even. I always have my own way of doing things. That's not always, you know, the way people want it done. So (laughs) I think I just... I don't think I fit the mold very well into into working for others. So, excellent, well said. And now the podcast—that's how I uh, discovered you. The Forbes uh, mm-hmm. piece that you wrote and podcasting, and how uh, I don't recall the exact title, but something like the three lucrative reasons, or not lucrative, but uh, you'll know more than I would. But that's what drew me to you is you understood the importance and uh, connective power of podcasting. Can you share, you know, what was your uh, inspiration for writing that? So I believe, you know, podcasting is just another way to build community. And that's something that Chic CEO and, you know, my partner, my previous business partner, Jody and I did really well was create community. Well, around our customers, which are female entrepreneurs. But I think that that's, especially this year, we're all just craving each other. You know, we're craving community and podcasting is just a, one of the many ways to do that. And it's just been such an explosion and it's been fun to watch the evolution of it. I, I think it was James Altucher who said that podcasting was only like in its third inning of the game. Like we're just going to see so much more come from it. And I believe that's true. I really believe that's true. I think it's an amazing way to level the playing field in that somebody can just you know, they can have a voice and they can reach a mass amount of people for very little barrier to entry. So I think that podcasting is a wonderful resource. It's a lot of work, as you know. I used to have a podcast of my own. I mean, it's it's a lot of work, but it was a it was a blast. It was a blast to get to talk to all of these people and have these really, you know, curious and stimulating conversations that a lot of us entrepreneurs crave, you know, on the daily. So I think it's a wonderful way to to be heard and to create community. Yeah, I like. I'm going to go to, to the rock salt into diamonds. You know, there is a, <laughs> a really because the relevancy here, Stephanie, is that a diamond obviously is important and has value in rock salt. Perceptively, side by side, especially let's say right now, it doesn't. But there are points in time for everyone where that rock salt is actually more valuable than the diamond. How, how do you see, uh, you know, that sort of analogy and that, you know, there is a value in that rock salt, maybe even more so than even the diamond? Uh, good marketing, I guess. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is good mar- marketing. Well, if, if you go to diamonds, from my understanding, diamonds was not were not always like what everyone wanted. It was a, an entire campaign to push and the importance of a diamond and why it matters. How do you go about even now? in this time, um, keep promoting and reaching out and connecting with people for Chic CEO? 
Well, you know, it's it's funny. Chic CEO, I actually shut it down for a while and I just got it back up at the end of last year. So, you know, rebuilding my community, rebuilding my connections and kind of showing up again. So it, you know, I kind of feel like I've, I definitely had to start over, but people still remembered Chic CEO and the value that it brought. And so bringing that back into the world in kind of a new way. It's been nice because when I started Sheik's EO back, you know, in 2009, 2000, I think I launched in 2010, there weren't a lot of resources for female entrepreneurs. Female entrepreneurship was a niche. Now it's not. Now it's a broad category. And so when, you know, I still have people tell me all the time, they're like, that was the really the first resource that women could go to. There were a few behind a paywall, but that was the very real first resource that women could go to and find free information. So after I shut it down, I was still getting a lot of site traffic. I was still getting a lot of questions. I was still, you know, getting asked to do things like what we're doing right now. I was still writing for Forbes, all of these things. So I finally got a backup in kind of a new way that wasn't so, it it was just in a different way that was more relevant to now. So just basically working on creating value for my community again and you know, just trying to be a resource as much as I can, especially this year. I mean, it's been incredible this year how many people want to need to jump into entrepreneurship. I like that. Go into that, why, why they need to. Well, let me give you an example. A good, my, one of my very, very best friends, she's been my best friend since we were 15. We grew up in Nebraska together. And right after college, we both went to school for music. I wanted to be a, a, an opera singer. That was my dream. We both went to school for music. We moved out to San Diego together. I'd never been to California a day in my life until I moved there. I thought that's where movie stars lived and, you know, those kinds of things. And so we get out there and she got a job working at SeaWorld and in the Halloween performance. Actually, we both got a job doing that, but I had to say no because I had had gotten a different job right after that. And then she has actually worked her way up into the company and is a senior animal keeper. And she's worked there for almost two decades. Well, when COVID hit, the park shut down, like everything, and she was sent home. And she's got two little kids and now they're ready to bring her back and she can't because she needs to be home to virtually school her children. So it's things like that, even if we want to go back to our jobs, because of course she loves her job. She loves her animals, you know, those kinds of things. But but she has to be home with her children and she, she obviously loves her children more. So, you know, what can she do on the side? What, what, how can she create income for herself and her family? So I think there's a lot of people in those situations and we can't even buy ourselves out of this, right? Even mm-hmm. if you did have a stockpile of cash, I can't go out and get myself. I have two, I have two children, a four and a two-year-old two. They're, they're little. And I can't go out and say, you know, I just need a babysitter for a couple hours. Absolutely not. That's not something I can do right now. You know, you need a COVID test and have you been quarantined before you're around my children? Those kinds of things. And so this is not even a problem that we can we can buy our way out of. So I think a lot of people are trying to figure out ways to create income, to build small businesses on the side that they can do online and, and make up for what, you know, they've lost in terms of income. That's why they need it. This is the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU Stanford 90.1. FM. Our uh, public service announcement today is for partner here is uh, 
one of the best places on the web to discover, start, or grow your business without cash. A partner here helps uh, people find partners or whatever else they need and offers services and products to the community using alternative compensation to open new markets or to earn equity. To learn more about entrepreneurship and talk with others in the community about their goals, your goals, and their goals and problems, they're here to help everyone, each other, grow and prosper. For more information, you can visit their website at partnerhere.com. Again, it's partnerhere.com. We're talking today with Stephanie Burns, the founder and CEO of Chic. CEO. For more information, feel free to visit the website of chic-ceo.com. Again, chic-ceo.com. Stephanie, with businesses having to evolve so quickly now, have you noticed an uptick in in people looking for you as to what 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 can we do next? And and if they do, are there some that are like, I don't know what to do, and how you can help them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm getting a lot of questions about side hustles. What can I do to make quick cash? How can I work when my kids are napping or, you know, after bedtime or, you know, around my nine to five, those kinds of things. So I think the side hustle is, is the, what's on everybody's mind right now. Um, I actually just finished a course to teach people how to make six figures building websites because, it's such an easy thing to do that you can do on the side that you can do online and in the pockets of time that makes sense for you. So I think there's a lot of information out there. And I'm glad that you brought up Partner Here because Partner Here allows you to connect and create partnerships with other entrepreneurs who are trying to get their businesses up and started. So maybe you're, you know, an attorney and you need an accountant and you can find an accountant who needs an attorney or, you know, those kinds of things. And I do want to mention that if you have a .edu email address, you can get a free account on Partner Here. So if you're a student, then you can join for free and make connections with people, maybe work for some startups or help somebody launch their business in exchange for, you know, internship credits or cash or, you know, equity deals or anything like that. So I think we're going to find a lot of new places that pop up that allow for one another to help each other grow in our, our small businesses. But I think really it's a side hustle that is on everybody's mind right now. You know, it's interesting, your side hustle, though, that you uh, you talked about building websites for six figures, where there's many employers who do not make six figures, even as an employer. In your experience, in uh, how is it when you you meet with people and you work with people where they come from a place or employment where it wasn't doing so well, and then they start their own business and they just flourish? What's that like for you? Oh, that's like seeing your child take their first step. <laughs> I mean, you have to know this. Your daughter is an entrepreneur. I'm sure you're so proud. And you just see it and you're like, oh, my heart is melting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's so great. It is so great. Because when we can do things like that, when you see somebody, it's almost like you see somebody grow up into their confidence. You know, it's like you see their confidence catch up with their competence. And it's so fun to see that happen when you knew all along how amazing they are, how great you know they're going to do, and it's all of a sudden they just kind of push themselves into it, and they they get it too. And I I liken it a lot to to having little little kiddos that that are starting to 
to grow into themselves. So yeah, it's just a wonderful thing to see. And Steph, can you share with your audience today an example or a couple of examples? Of course, you don't have to name names or companies of um, of women who've come to uh, come to you and weren't sure and just like they are just doing phenomenal right now, and they're so happy that they did so. Oh yeah, so I, I do some business coaching, and I have a client right now who is an incredible woman. She's a documentary filmmaker and she's working on a very amazing new platform to essentially tell Earth's stories. So telling stories tied to location. So anything from, you know, if you were there with the Boston Marathon bombings, to to be able to tell your story of that place and time to, you know, Maybe there's a huge oak tree on your grandfather's lawn um, or his property, and that's where he proposed to your grandmother, and you he wants to tell the story of that tree. So it's this amazing, amazing platform that she's working on that's finally ready to – she's about to go seek investment, $2 million in investment. So, you know, from inception of tiny, tiny idea to – now I'm ready to go fundraise $2 million to get this idea out in the world. It's so fun to see things like that happen too. I have another client who is, uh, she's a total hippie. She's such a hippie. Always smells like patchouli, you know, always <laughs> calling me babes. And, you know, she's so great. And she's just brilliant at strategy. Just brilliant. And she is very involved in the cannabis sector and helping companies navigate what the new legal, you know, standards and ramifications are for businesses for cannabis. So it's, you know, it's the gamut of these women that are just, they've got these tiny ideas and they've got these special powers and they, they move forward. And it's, it's amazing to see that grow, you know, the acorn and the oak really. How is it if you can describe a common thread between all the um, the women entrepreneurs that you've helped and will con- you know, obviously continue to help? What is it that you see in them that grows so much? Not just obviously their income and their sense of empowerment for being the source of their own income, but just for them as 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 people. I'll tell you, internally, it's a. It's just what exactly what we just talked about a second ago, where it's almost like they see their confidence catches up with their competence. Really, they 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 finally understand that they can do this and that they've got this special gift. And externally, you can see the need for service. The most successful ones that I've seen and worked with, this need for creating something that serves in some sort of a capacity, has been that driver, almost that driver that pushes tenacity or maybe the tenacity pushes it. I'm not sure, but there is a tenacity behind the service that they they need to, to provide or the need to serve. And that's been really, really cool. And that's been a very common thread that I've seen. And that keeps them going. You know, everybody says, talk about your why, talk about your why. And it seems that the common thread between them is that there's a need to serve in some capacity and that's what keeps pushing them forward. Is there anything, Stephanie, you'd like to share with your audience today that we may not have touched on that uh, you'd like to share? Just that there are so many resources out there for you if you want to start a business. Sheik's EO is one, I am one, you know, so are you. And I think that, and so is, you know, things like partner here and, 
any other really cool people out there that are doing their best to try and make sure that that you're successful. There's a lot of people out there rooting for you if you do want to jump into entrepreneurship. So many resources now that, that weren't there when I started you know, a decade or so ago, which is why I created Chic CEO in the first place. So I think that your likelihood of, of success is, is so much better now with the resources that we have. And just remember that we're all rooting for you. We really are. So I am. <laughs> Stephanie, it's been a real honor and um, pleasure having you on. I, I say this to a lot of guests and I really mean it really strong with you. I hope you consider coming on again because it, it's... Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, this was really awesome. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Oh, again, we will do this. Thank you. You've been listening to the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast. Our guest today has been Stephanie Burns, the founder of Chic CEO. Stephanie and her team has helped over 100,000 women from all over the world get the resources they need in order to start their businesses. Stephanie's also committed to female entrepreneurship and relentless, definitely relentless, and finding you the information you need in order to set you on your entrepreneurial path. And I'm going to say this again, Stephanie, and uh, we didn't hear any, but we will next time. And she can also tell you. Um, for more information, feel free to visit chic-ceo.com. Again, that's chic-ceo.com. Join us again next time when we welcome another purpose-driven entrepreneur or high-performing game changer committed to ideas, positive outcomes, and a better world. I'm Tom Dioro. The Entrepreneur's radio show and podcast is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Palo Alto, California, and on location. The chief audio engineer is Eris Chikopoulos. Chief engineer is Mark Lawrence, and we are all assisted by Peter Caroline and Omar L. Sabrao. And the executive producer and host of The Entrepreneur's Show is Tom Dior. If you wish to contact us, our email is interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. Again, that's interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. 